and welcome to episode 52 of the Odd World News Podcast. This week's episode is titled Communications, Advertising, and a Ticket. Odd World News is a weekly podcast where we cover the strange and peculiar news that has occurred throughout the world. If you'd like to follow along with this week's episode, you can find the show notes in your podcast application of choice or by going to oddworld.news slash 52. Here are the stories for the week of December 6th, 2015. Funds. Finding money lying on the ground generally brightens your day. If you find a quarter, you may think, ooh, cool. Yet, if you find a dollar, or even better, a $5 bill, you may think, today is my lucky day. How would you feel if you found $108,000 floating in a river? This is exactly what happened to one boy in the Danube River in Austria. After he saw it, he jumped into the river to retrieve the money. Bystanders, who happened to be nearby, thought the boy was trying to commit suicide and called police. The police arrived just in time to see the boy fish the money out of the river. According to Austrian law, anyone who finds cash and brings it into a police station can claim between 5 and 10% and could receive the entire amount if the money is not identified within a year. Investigators have not found any criminal activity in the area that would add up to that amount. The bills were 100 and 500 euro notes that totaled 100,000 euros. Seasonal Skiing For the last 16 years, the Sunday River Ski Resort has been holding an event to mark the beginning of the holiday season. That event is the Skiing Santas. The event is designed to raise money for a local charity as well as welcome in the holiday season. The Skiing Santas event, as one might expect, allows 150 Santa and Santa's helpers to ski down the hills of the resort. Catherine Bolander of Waterboro, Maine states, quote, It's really fun because everyone is a little wild and crazy. It's a fun, festive event. End quote. Them Bureau, the snowboarder, states, quote, When you're on the chairlift, you look back as you're getting off, and the whole chairlift is full of Santas. It's kind of freaky, actually. End quote. The event is a very popular one, and it is very difficult to get a ticket. According to resort officials, tickets sold out in just four minutes. Participants were required to donate at least $15 to the fund, but in exchange for their donations, they were allowed to ski free and receive a free lift ticket, good through the 18th of December. I'm going to quit. Maybe. There are times when you get frustrated with something and just give up. When this occurs, sometimes all you can do is just walk away. That is exactly what one Roselle Park, New Jersey councilwoman did when the council added a word to its annual tree lighting ceremony. Back in 1999, the word Christmas was removed after a lawsuit over the city's display. The city was allowed to continue their display, which included a menorah and a creche outside City Hall. They were allowed to do this as long as officials made sure to include Santa, Frosty the Snowman, a little red sleigh, and an evergreen decorated with Kwanzaa ribbons. The change was discussed a few days prior to the council meeting. Mayor Carl Hokinson discussed re-adding the word Christmas to the tree lighting event. Given that it is his first year as mayor and first as master of ceremony, he wanted to change it back to its original name. Minutes after the entire council voted, 4-2, to two, to change the name of the tree lighting service from a tree lighting to a Christmas tree lighting, the councilwoman decided to resign. In her resignation letter, she states, quote, I cannot in good conscience continue to be part of a council that is exclusionary or to work with a mayor who is such. End quote. The councilwoman also states, quote, They turned it from a non-religious event to a religious one. End quote. As a follow-up, the councilwoman has rescinded her resignation. After seeing the resignation letter from the councilwoman, Mayor Hokinson reached out to the councilwoman and the two met in the mayor's office. The result of the meeting is that there will be a new committee on diversity that will be headed by the councilwoman. The councilwoman states, quote, I think next year will be much more inclusive. 
The new committee will help the borough identify and better deal with diversity and all of its issues and hopefully head off such disagreements. End quote. Flowing uphill. Last week on episode 51, we covered a story about sliding ice after an ice storm in Oklahoma. This week, we have another weather-related story, except this one is a bit more odd. Last week, England was hit by a storm named Desmond. The storm devastated Carlisle, Cumbria, in northern England by bringing record flooding and knocking out electricity to more than 60,000 homes. The storms were so devastating that the British government has authorized 50 million pounds, or $75 million, to aid in the cleanup and rebuilding. Along with the flooding came winds. As the storm Desmond was leaving, the storm hit the Faroe Islands, which are approximately 320 kilometers or 200 miles north-northwest of Great Britain. The Faroe Islands have some nice areas where waterfalls normally occur. However, with the winds, the waterfalls appeared to be going up and not falling. The video was captured by Morton Mortensen. Mortensen states that the waves he recorded during the storm could potentially exceed the already existing 65-foot record for wave height in the islands. A link to the video is in the show notes. Stationary ticket. There are times that we see things and think to ourselves, where are the police when you need them? 99.9% of the time, the police are never around. However, it is that 0.1% of the time that makes it all worth it. This is one of those times. If you know anything about Canada, you know that Canadians love hockey, poutine, and Tim Hortons. For those who may not be aware, Tim Hortons is similar to Starbucks. As many people do these days, they text while they are waiting in line. If you are in Canada, you may not want to do that if you have done so in the past. A.J. Doust was waiting in line at the Alberta Tim Hortons and texting on his phone when a Royal Canadian Mounted Police officer ticketed him. Doust calls the ticket, quote, ridiculous and, quote, heavy-handed. The Alberta Highway Traffic Act restricts drivers from using a handheld cell phone, texting, or emailing while behind the wheel. The legislation applies to drivers on publicly and privately owned property that drivers are permitted to use for the passage or parking of vehicles. Royal Canadian Mounted Police spokesman Tim Dunlap states, quote, Other drivers are looking at him and looking at the officer, looking back at him, throwing their hands up in the air like, Don't you see this? Why aren't you doing something? End quote. After looking at the report by the officer, Dunlap supported the ticket. Dunlap also states, quote, The gentleman was not very nice, everything from the name-calling to actually giving him the middle finger. End quote. Doust plans on contesting the $212 to $287 ticket when he appears in court in early January. Wanted Man One of the things for the holiday season is joviality. With everything that is happening in the world, it is easy to forget. There are many that try to add fun to the season. One group that you would not normally expect this from is the police. Born Massachusetts police have put out a wanted person ad. The person who is wanted is a well-known figure, an elf. Back in 2005, a book by the name of The Elf on the Shelf, A Christmas Tradition, was released. The book is a story about how Santa knows if a child has been naughty or nice by sending elves to watch over the children. This is who the Bourne Police Department has warned residents against. The wanted ad states, quote, Use caution. Wanted in a string of gingerbread house invasions, known to spread Christmas cheer and a specialist in covert surveillance. Often seen hiding in high places, do not approach and especially do not touch, as this is known to cause the loss of magical abilities to report back to his jolly kingpin. End quote. There is no reward on the ad, and information about what happens if the culprit is caught is unknown.
insincere communications. Technology has definitely affected many aspects of the life of humans, as well as many other species throughout the planet. However, the human language and its effects on perception only affect humans. One of the most prolific technologies in modern times is the cell phone. In 2013, more than 1 billion cell phones were sold worldwide. The telephone aspect of the modern phone is becoming less and less necessary for many. Instead, the most necessary applications are those that involve messaging. With the increase in technology, many places have begun studying the effect of technology on human interactions. One such study was recently done by Binghamton University in Binghamton, New York. The study is titled, Texting Insincerely, The Role of the Period in Text Messaging. The study aims to find the answer as to whether the inclusion of a period conveys pragmatic information about the sincerity of the message. A 2012 study states, quote, Texting is the most frequent type of communication among teenagers, as 63% of them report texting every day, compared to only 35% who socialize daily with friends outside of school, and 26% who spoke daily with friends by cell phone. End quote. The results of the study, quote, indicate that punctuation influenced the perceived meaning of the text messages. End quote. The study also states, quote, the sincerity of the short messages was evaluated differently depending on the presence or absence of a period. End quote. The study's authors state, quote, we examined whether the inclusion of a sentence final period in text messages affected readers' perception of the sincerity of the messages. We found that the text messages that ended with a period were rated as less sincere than text messages that did not end with a period. This pattern, however, was not found in handwritten notes. End quote. The group that was studied was 126 Binghampton University undergraduates, 91 of which were female and 35 were male. The study does capitulate that, quote, We ask whether this variation in the use of the period is meaningful. For the sender, the decision to include or not include a period might affect personal writing style or time constraints. It might also be random or linguistically meaningful, end quote. Also as a note, this was specifically text messaging and not other messaging applications such as WhatsApp or Snapchat. The question remains, though, does this result remain consistent over all of society, or just those who have grown up communicating primarily via technology and not face-to-face? Given the age of the participants, it could be that this study is only applicable to a narrow range of society. Gas gouging. Fluctuations occur across many different products. When sharp increases happen with some products, we can choose to forego purchasing them, waiting for a better deal. Yet, there are some products that we cannot forego purchasing. One excellent example is gasoline for vehicles. When the price of gas goes up, we tend to complain, but still end up purchasing it because we do not have any other choice. In some municipalities, there are alternatives like subways and mass transit. However, in many suburban locations, this is not a viable option, particularly if you have a long commute. The price of gasoline is influenced by many factors. One of these is how much the owner of the gas station wishes to charge. You would think this would not be a factor, but it definitely is. As the price of gasoline drops, it is something we tend to cheer and most definitely welcome. The question is, what is someone to think when the gas price remains the same? Not just for a week, but for a few months. That is the focus of this story. The Luke Oil Station in Voorhees, New Jersey has not changed the price of their gasoline since August. If the price were under $2, nobody would complain. The actual price? $3.98 per gallon. Yes, you heard that correctly. Almost $4. Voorhees resident Jeff Petit is wondering, quote, how many people is this guy going to rip off and get away with it, end quote. Petit continues, quote, stop ripping people off. That's what I want. It's not right what he's doing. People are working hard today, and if gas over there is $1.79, this guy is $4.69. Come on, end quote. The owner of the gas station, Tony Caprio, was asked why the price was set so high. 
He stated, quote, I don't make the gas prices. My boss does. You know what? Ask him. End quote. A spokesman for Luke Oil confirmed that Caprio owns the station. This is not the first complaint that has occurred with this station regarding its prices. In 2013, the same gas station had prices set at $3.98, when averages were $3.10. Last year, the price around this time for the... Last year, around this time, the price of gasoline at that gas station was, you guessed it, $3.98. According to a Luke Oil spokesman, officials are currently in litigation to strip Caprio of the franchise after numerous complaints. As of this recording, the price remains at $3.98. Truth in Advertising It may be cynical of people, but when they are being advertised to, many take what the ad is saying with a grain of salt and may not always believe what is being sold to them. In majority of cases, what is being advertised is true. However, there are other cases that you are just being sold a bill of goods. After many complaints, the city of San Diego took action with its Truth in Menu investigation. As the name would suggest, the investigation looked into whether what restaurants stated on their menu was indeed accurate. The investigation led the agency to file lawsuits against eight different sushi restaurants for false advertising. San Diego City Attorney Jan Goldsmith stated, quote, The public should be able to count on truthful advertising from anyone doing business in San Diego. Honest customer service is not only required by law, but it is good business. Our office will continue to prosecute businesses that lie to their consumers. End quote. Investigators purchased lobster rolls from each of the restaurants and sent them off to the laboratory for DNA testing. When the testing was complete, they found that cheaper fish was actually used instead of lobster. The types of seafood included were mostly crawfish and pollock. Investigators did not do this just one time. Instead, they did a follow-up in case it was just a one-off event. Unfortunately for these restaurants, it was not. Along with purchasing the lobster rolls, investigators also went to the restaurants and requested to see the lobster that they were providing to customers. In lieu of providing the lobster, they were also able to show the invoices for the lobster they had purchased. None of the businesses were able to provide invoices nor show any of the lobster. Each of the businesses pled guilty to California's law that prohibits businesses from false advertising or misbranding food. Collectively, the eight businesses paid $14,000 in fines as well as $5,000 to reimburse investigative costs. There was a ninth restaurant that went out of business due to the investigation. Eruption In this week's first short take, we have a time-lapse video of the eruption of Mount Edna in Sicily. The volcanic top peaked at 10,810 feet. Special Helper The holidays generally mean that a great number of people end up putting up a tree with decorations. Sometimes the job can be rather daunting. It is these times when help is greatly appreciated. In the second short take for this week, one man who was decorating a tree got some help from a neighborhood raccoon. Conductor's gonna conduct. We all aspire to be something. Normally what we aspire to may not always happen, no matter how hard we try. One New York City train conductor was able to do another type of conducting. Instead of a train, this one was the Yale Glee Club. The train conductor stated, quote, I'm a conductor and I'm going to conduct, end quote. A video showing the conductor conducting is this week's last short take. And that concludes this week's episode of the Odd World News Podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode and all previous episodes at oddworld.news. You can follow us on Twitter at underscore oddworldnews. If you'd like to submit a story or send feedback, you can email us at oddworldnewspodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, follow the Amazon link on the left side of the website, and rate us on iTunes. 
As a reminder, please fill out the listener survey, which is linked in the show notes or can be found at oddworld.news slash 2015 dash survey. Thanks for listening, and we will be back next week.